Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Hunt Lifty Podcast. What's up, buddy? What's up, dude? <laughs> oh man, it's been a day, but we're not going to talk about today. We're talking about the last two days. Yeah, this is part two from the episode that dropped last week. <clears throat> yeah, so to pick up where we left off, uh, we had put some bulls to bed, the group, and decided to make a play for them. Yep. Talk us through that, John. It's day two. We got dropped off up top. Yeah, we're going to combine day two and three together because day three was pretty uneventful. Oh, man. I'm blur, dude. I don't even remember. <laughs> we've been up here for two weeks. We found him. I on feel the like we've been, like we live here now. We was that when you and mountain. I found him on the glassing pad? Yeah. No, this is before that. This is our big sojourn at the top of Fire Mountain and all the so, way. So yeah, so we didn't see anything. We were just. Going in blind, kind of. Oh, we were going in off where you guys we're had going seen in them off the those night. Elk yeah. you'd seen the day prior. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah. So we had we had seen him around last light. Yeah, at that elevation, I think we were like eight eight or something, and um, decided some of the guys here informed us that as opposed to walking straight up that <laughs> Mount Everest, we get dropped off at the top and come down. Which sounded great until you're walking down Mount Everest, and then it's a little scary. And it sounds real great until your vehicle can't make it to the top. And True, you have to hike yeah. The rest so of the way. <laughs> vehicle, I mean, yeah, there was that was the north side of the mountain. So we, I mean, maybe we should have inferred that, but you would have thought that the guys who live here <laughs> would have been like, "Hey, you might not be able to make it up." <laughs> yeah, at this time there was no snow on the ground, which is not what it is right now. Uh, but the north side definitely was holding significantly more snow, like. Yep. Knee high, post holing in certain spots. No, yeah. So we, man, we must have gotten out of the car like just under a mile straight line from where we were supposed to be, and yep. there were a lot of switchbacks. So it was, <laughs> yeah. So we had to basically climb up the backside of the mountain, and it took us a while, right? It took us probably close to at least an hour and a half. Yeah, I mean, it was we gained. We were up when we topped out. We were at nine eight. Yeah, yeah. we were almost at ten thousand feet. Um, yeah, so we knew, I mean, and there, we had not seen any elk at the top. We knew we had to come down at, at least six, 700 feet before we started seeing anything. So the next hour and a half was just find, survive, right? Yeah. <laughs> survive and get lower. Um, walking those high ridges and glasses, argue with each other, split yep. up into a couple different groups to find a different way down, converge. <laughs> 500 yards later <laughs> on, a, <laughs> on a bench. It's like, what's up, guys? I guess we were both right. Um, we were slower, though. I mean, it's just, yeah. It was it was literally just pick pick your path. Each path is horrible. <laughs> yeah. Survive. <clears throat> oh, yeah. There's, it was um, steep, man. The craziest part of the entire thing was, so we dropped. So we dropped off the top from nine. What was that first drop, you think? Like 800 feet, foot? Um, walking down the ridge. Yeah, because it was that second cliff we were on because we dropped down and had to come back up. Yeah. That one, we couldn't get off. And there was a – it looked like – We walked in circles a little bit trying to find the best path. It looked like a – when you hear about the Indians running the buffalo off the cliff, yeah. that's exactly what it looked like with elk, except they wasn't a pile of dead elk on the bottom. Like, I don't – if but we were going to – plenty of tracks. The tracks right went off straight it. off. They weren't, like, side of hill in it. They went straight off. Yeah. And I don't understand how a 600-pound animal can go straight off of a cliff that we would have to rappel down with ropes. The cliffs that we've seen them traverse is remarkable. 
It's unbelievable. Yeah. I think it's important. It's not necessarily a cliff, right? It's it's as steep as a cliff, right. but it's earth. Yeah, yeah. it is. So earth. they're not walking on rocks. They're, yeah. right. they're whatever, digging their hoofs in. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, we couldn't do it. And it wasn't straight, straight, straight down, but it was a, it was as close to straight down as you can be yeah. without being straight down. I mean, down. we looked down and said, there's no chance we're going down this. Yeah. Zero. Yeah. And they were walking right off it. Wild. But yeah, so we picked her out down, which I don't think anybody was thrilled about. I didn't like it. Carter's big time not heights guy, like we talked about in this last one. And uh, but we're, we're we're dropping down. I had a lot of practice from the night before of side hill and cliff, so I was able to get us down pretty easily. It yep. wasn't it wasn't a bad it wasn't a bad drop. Um, and then it was picking our way through all the thick shit, trying to find the best route. Yeah. So we finally we dropped down to one bench above where we had seen them the night prior. And once we got there, we had a walk. Probably another mile to where we had seen them around this massive bowl with just like a number of benches, and we were on one of them. And if you go too far to your left, you probably die. And yeah. if you go too far right, you just are stopped Was by that an the one impenetrable you kept wall. Calling the stadium, There's, it seemed like, you know, like multiple, you know, like every I, I, I crazy. think every bench is just yeah, you look off the edge, it's 200 feet down, and I don't know, there's there's really like I don't know. I mean, we talked about it. Like we, I, we would shoot an elk down there. Yeah, two hundred ninety-two yards. But then we'd, but then we'd, but then we'd have to figure two out hours figuring out how to get it. down there. Yeah. yeah, it would have to be a an event. Yeah. Yeah. So for folks to visualize, so if you're looking at it from where we spotted these elk the, and where we've been glassing from, <clears throat> you look at the far ridge and it looks like a giant mountain with a bunch of stair steps of just timber and then like sand slides and cliffs and rocks and then timber and it's a mix of scrub oak, buck brush, and then aspens and there's some pines mixed a lot of, in and beaver ponds up there yeah that's what they were calling them wildly yeah a lot of ponds up there and but you can't see those from no. from where you're glassing and so every one of those benches like when they were we were talking about this plan it sounded awesome we're gonna get to the top <laughs> we're just gonna drop and then hunt our way through this flat ground and then drop and hunt our way through this flat ground and it's the opposite of that it's the topography is so deceiving and the other thing we didn't realize is when you're on that glassing point we were on you thought you were at the looking down into the bottom, but there was two more benches below you and then the bottom. That you couldn't even you, see you can't from even, a glassing exactly. point. Exactly. And the so like, the, the, the mountain almost like mirrors each other. The far mountain's just bigger. And it just holds. And that's what we had spotted some elk, actually. Of course, we leave that side, go to the other side, and then we saw, saw some cows on the far <laughs> side. But it's gnarly how much terrain gets hidden, yeah. you know, and how different it looks. And, like, I think we're getting better at looking at it and being like, yeah, it doesn't look steep, but that's definitely steep as shit. It's treacherous, yeah. Yeah, when we stopped for a break, I was like, we're going to call this episode to go down, you got to go up. Yeah. Truly, yeah. Because, I mean, there were a lot of times that we, we dropped a lot of elevation and then Cause you have to get realized to there was yeah. no more dropping from there. And no. We had to climb back up back to find up a, a new... a good ridge and <laughs> yeah. go down the spine. Yeah, yeah that's like every one of those benches... That was ass, dude. That was terrible. Yeah, every one of those benches is an IV I line. I hated that. Like, <laughs> I fucking hated that. There's multiple train features behind each bench. So, like, the what you're looking at from the far glassing point is just the front, and then it basins out on the backside. And then there's a bunch of micro basins all throughout. Like, it's fucking gnarly. But when you look at it from the top, you're like, oh, this is elk habitat for sure. <clears throat> and the other part of the problem is the contour lines here are 40 feet, which we talked about last night, right? So, like... 
it doesn't even look like a cliff on the contour lines. It looks like a regular <laughs> slope, you know? And then you get up yeah. there and you're like, well, can't walk. it there. drops 40 feet in the span of four yards. So, of yeah. course, there's not eight contour lines here. <laughs> you know? It's it's insane. Yeah. Um, you know, I come from Louisiana where they're right in, like my contour lines on Onyx are 10 feet. So, I see every dip, drop, anything in the terrain. The, Garrett and I were walking up yesterday and there's a saddle and I'm like, dude, I'm like, I have to be lost. There's no saddle on this map. It just says it goes straight up, but it was obviously less than a 40 foot change in elevation. So it just wasn't there. <laughs> wasn't on the map. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's insane. If you and had I'm 10 I'm foot, lost. if you had 10 foot contour lines here, your map would be brown. It, well, yeah. You wouldn't see anything. Yeah. It'd be just all contour lines. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so we hunted down and then went real slow. We saw some inc- like incredible sign. Unbelievable. Like we saw a mule deer just rub area with some of the biggest, tallest rubs. Rubs to the top of your head. Yeah. And fresh ones too. Yeah. Real fresh, like that morning fresh. Yeah. Um, which I got got that got me excited, but we just didn't see anything for critters walking through. I well, figured we would at least a, push some stuff up. You guys found that bed? We found a ton of beds, but yeah, there's a dozen. Found that least. deer bed from very recent. Well, those are the elk beds. The whole herd had been bedded in there. Yeah, <clears throat> which was that was crazy. We just kept, started walking through, and they were in the snow. You could see where they pissed and shit. There was still hair um, all throughout there, and that was really cool to see. Yeah, it's cool. I mean, it's, so basically, we got to that elevation line and we walked around this bowl on this step of the mountain. Um, all the way around it, we got above where we had seen in the day prior and the whole way would we walk two, 300 yards, we'd stop, send one or two guys over to, to glass over the <laughs> precipice. Okay. John and Luke <laughs> <laughs> glass over the precipice. Pass. Uh, Not a big precipice guy. <laughs> <laughs> Not a and, big uh, fan. Just didn't see a whole lot. <clears throat> I mean, actually, I mean, we saw nothing. nothing. Um, I don't think we saw an animal. No, and all the tracks were going down. So we came to the conclusion with this big front coming in. They were going to be going down. They were moving down, which probably was true, but not true for all of them. Clearly, we'll get to later. But, but yeah. So we got to the ridgeline on the far west side, and from there it was just kind of a pretty steady departure. Just heard from Garrett. He's alive. He's going to hunt his way back. Garrett's out right now. Jason Elk, we're all sitting in a warm cabin. On, on, I think, one bench lower than we were on this hunt. Yeah. So we'll recap that. We'll see Garrett in four hours. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he said he's going to hunt his way back. So, But he's alive. That was good. We hadn't heard from him in a minute. In reach, he finally <laughs> yeah, texted yeah, me shout back. Shout out to Garmin Inreach. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I will uh, never not bring mine on a hunt again. That was, that was silly. I need to learn how to use mine more efficiently. Yes. Know your equipment. Yep. Right? Yep. Yeah. What, where it really comes into play, and I've never hunted country like this, right? Like, oh, dude, it's everybody has to have one. Yes. Yeah. Because, like, I didn't even know they existed. It's crazy. It's incredible. Now that I know of the lack of service up here, except for in the freaking hellhole mountain. Yeah, but even, it's even nice to have. I was thinking about this, like, dude, if you go on a road trip, you know, and you're cutting across the country and like, or your wife's going somewhere alone, like just say, hey, here's my inReach. Yeah. Turn it on for the month. It's worth the 60 bucks to be able to text when yep. 
someone you love is driving across. You know what I mean? Yeah, 100%. Not to mention someone you love is up on a mountain on a bench. Right. <laughs> staring down death every time they right. look through their binoculars. Well, that's why Caroline wanted me to buy one is because I started doing the solo stuff. And nothing, not in like this, and definitely not fourth rifle where there's fucking two foot of snow on the ground. But she was like, I would prefer that you had an inreach. And I was like, all right, so I bought it. Yeah, I mean, we would have, have zero communication it. with Garrett right now if he yeah. did not have that. Yeah, it's huge. So I think he's guessing. Yeah, until he walked back. In did he fall and break his leg? Did he kill an elk? Yeah. Or is he on his way back? <laughs> you lost. You'd have no way no. to find him. Zero. When do we go get him? Did he perish hours ago? Did he per- Did he fall off the precipice? <laughs> <laughs> it just gives you a lot of options, because like that was one of the reasons we couldn't split into a bunch of groups during this, and that it was not the best tactic to move six deep in the wood. Like fucking Snow White and the Seven Dwarves. We weren't quiet. To be fair, we had seen a ton of elk up there. Yes. So the original plan was to drop down to that bench and then split find up a couple on. different groups of elk, yep. split up into groups of two. We were so, missing a key component, though. Elk. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely missing the elk part. But we got a lot of walking in, in some rugged, beautiful country. Yeah. You and I talked a little bit about that was a good kind of reset, honestly. Yeah. That was great. I mean, I hated it. It was terrible, but. Yeah, my life is a disaster right now with all the transition and everything, and I've not been sleeping well, and like I slept through the night for the first time in a long time after that. <laughs> Last night before bed, you were like, I did not do enough today because I am not tired. <laughs> yeah, I was pissed. <laughs> Foreshadowing the next day was not as not as hard. But yeah, it was, uh, it was a good day. We put in 11 and a half miles, I think, somewhere in there on some of the most rugged country I've ever been in. For sure. For me. Have any of you guys checked how much elevation gain we had? I'll have to look at that on our watches. But, yeah, it was, it was a good day. Um, came back. Oh, this was – so I bought outfitter tents for this place early in the season. Long story. We don't have to get into it. But we had, had to take it down. They were out for one of their drop camps. It was actually supposed to be where we were staying. We were staying in the main camp in a cabin. Well – Carter happens to look out as we're getting ready to climb back out of the bottom to get out. There's a nice open field. I was glassing yeah. it for eat deer. And he's like, hey, is that your tent? <laughs> and I've never seen these things because I just bought them and gave them to the outfitter because they needed them. And I look over and I'm like, Garrett, is that my tent? And Garrett's like, oh, oh, yeah, that, yeah, that's it. Oh, yeah, I work here. Never seen them. <laughs> I work here. I helped set it up. Never seen it. Been up to that drop kit multiple times. I was like, why don't we just walk to the tent? And, and, we, <clears> and we, let's get picked up. <laughs> yeah, and then we walked there, and there's a vehicle for us. Shout out to Ryan. Shout out to Ryan. And I was like, Garrett, did they think they were we were beating us at the tent and not the cabin? Because we we're getting ready to walk another. It wasn't that far, but it's probably six hundred meters. Six hundred meters, but straight up uphill. Yeah. Bummer. It's not, and it, the six hundred meters is not an issue. Until you add in everything we did prior to that, yeah, yeah dude, I know? wasn't excited about it. You know, <laughs> you know, like <laughs> at that like point, right now, the, no yeah, big deal. Yeah. The idea of any uphill was like, God damn it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that worked out. That was actually pretty awesome. If Carter hadn't seen that, we would have walked to a cabin and sat there and waited First, for somebody yeah. to pick us up. And then we would have had to come back. <laughs> then we had to come back and take the damn tent, tent down in the dark. <laughs> or today in the snowstorm. Yeah. So it, it's a big twelve-man tent too. Thanks, sweet. <laughs> it is sweet. Excited to use my rendezvous. Yeah. If you're coming to rendezvous I'm from the team, that's where you'll be staying. Um, but, yeah, so I kind of wrapped up day two. So big – it was a real, I mean, high adventure day. Like, we were just in it. 
but big, not an elk. Big walkabout. Yeah. Got in a ton of miles, a lot of country. Saw some – I mean, the vista here is unbelievable because you've got, like, the closer mountains, but then in the distance you've got the high peaks that are above timberline that were snow-capped. Now everything's snow-capped, but it was just a – it's just sort of been a really, really cool uh, place to be. And like you said, it was a reset for me. Like, being out in these types of places, doing this type of shit, it it, it helps me – with everything like it's just a, a hard reboot to the system yeah and then everybody slept great yep we were out dude remember we were back like an hour before dinner and john and i were like i don't almost get i might just go to bed yeah i was wrecked yeah <laughs> dude me too that was your second time up there too yep then we rolled into day three and we had a little slower pace what did we do in the morning? Oh, we went glassed. We went glassed. I think we glassed all day, day three. Yeah, we did. So we woke up, <clears throat> and the snow had moved in. So it was... We had four inches of snow. In the fog. Fog. Like a big issue. So we woke up, we couldn't see anything. So we drive out to the glassing pad. We check out another area. And you can't see... I mean, we sat at the glassing pad for about an hour and a half. And it lifted for a minute. Like... Yeah, we didn't find anything, though, right? Nothing. Not nothing. in the morning. Nothing. But it was crazy how like it like got thicker... And then just, like, all of a sudden went away. Yeah. Like, just the thickest fog you've ever seen, it just went away, and then it rolled right then back in. Back. Yeah. Then we came back, did a podcast, had some lunch. Oh, God. And then I did some road hunting. We did some Black Friday stuff. Oh, yeah. You went road hunting. John yep. and I went to the glassing and pad. We Yeah, and Garrett and Cole went to the rock. The rock. So, glassing. All, so, you hunted, right? Yeah, we got out. I mean, we, we did a, we, I mean, we call it road hunting. We were driving around, stopping at spots to glass. We had two days the left of the yeah. season. We were just trying to turn something up. And these are all, like, roads on the property. And, like, yes. BLM roads, not, yes. not... Private land dirt roads. Yeah, not two tracks. <laughs> we're not road hunting off the fucking highway. <laughs> no, the roads are miserable. I mean, yeah. I-70 is probably a good spot to do some road hunting. <laughs> <laughs> I-70 split the, one of the, those herds out by Grand Junction. Half. Um, yeah, so... We didn't turn up anything. I had, oh, fuck. So Garrett and I are pulling out because Tim, who's the owner of the outfit, he'd come oh, yeah. back and he's like, he's like, oh, I just saw bucks. They're, they're running everywhere. Like, because uh, we got a break in the weather. And so it seemed like when the break of the weather happened, everything just turned on. And so Garrett and I were running up to a, a spot to where Tim said he saw him. Well, so we're driving out, like literally pulling out of where the lodge and the main camp is. I'm like, stop, stop, stop. That's a deer. <laughs> And it took Garrett like 10 minutes to fucking stop. <laughs> not that long, but – and then he could not find it. I glass it, little three-by-three, three, and I told him – it like ran up into some thick brush, and I told Garrett to pull down, and I jumped out, set up. It was three-by-three three season, right? Oh, yeah, at that time. Yeah. Yeah. With that, with that weather, I was like, if any mule deer is getting shot right now. <laughs> and – like this is a I didn't realize how hard of a unit this is to draw. I got lucky and drew it with two points, but one of the guides here said he's been trying to he tried to draw it for like six or seven years. So but uh jump out, I'm glass and glass and glass and he never comes out. Ryan, one of the other guides, comes down and he's like just jetted out of there. And so we're like, Well, that sucks, but it was just crazy how yeah. we were glassing him from camp. Fast that thing moved through there. And the time it took us to drive 100 feet to get out to try to get glass on him he had already just busted through so i mean they're rutting hard right now he was running running. he was on a mission we were out here goofing around and 
we saw people start <laughs> congregating at the yeah. other end of camp, and John was like, I'm I don't know what there. we're going to look at, but <laughs> we should go over here. I just started riding. That was that like, deer. And then John which... was like, there's a deer. Somebody get some binos. <laughs> it was a disaster. And then we were just watching him, dude, waiting for you to just yeah. That was the epitome of sheeple, dude. I think like one person <laughs> of the 15 knew what was going on. Oh, and yeah. It was Tim, right? And yeah. he like wasn't telling anybody. He's just like, somebody get on the phone and call him. And we're like, what are we? What? Yeah. Oh, there's a deer in the I'm field. Call- yeah, there. I'm calling both of you. I don't even know what I'm calling you about, but there's got to be an animal, right? Yeah. So I'm, I have, I'm trying to dial Gary. Well, I saw it immediately. Yeah. As soon as we pulled down, I could see him. But by, like, by, the, t- by the time I glassed him, he because he was standing in the road. It was before he moved into the – so I probably saw him before you guys were because you guys might have been. and But then he he ran up that ridge, and I figured he – I mean, I didn't know he was going to sprint through it. You know what I mean? Like, mule deer don't usually book out like that. He was in the field for a minute. He was. He walked across it for 15 yeah. seconds. Did he? But I think yeah. you guys were too low. You couldn't uh, see him, but he was in that field for a while. But he was on a mission. You know, he put his nose down, head up. He just I mean, he, walked. But so he, we dropped down below the, the tree line at the bottom. Yeah, you he, couldn't see he, him. he skirted the whole thing. He, went, no, he, he walked he right, right through across the, middle the middle of the field. Uh, we, we, dude, we the had dead the, middle. Carter was zoomed in, and we thought you, were, you were going to shoot him. I was ready for you to shoot him. He was in that field for 20 seconds. Yeah. Hmm. But I think you guys were just too low. Too low. It cut too the field low. in half. Yeah. Hmm. I'm glad I didn't shoot him. That's why we're saying, though, had, had, had you not, because you had just departed 20 seconds prior, you would have had a 500-yard shot prone from, from, from the sheeple area. <laughs> yeah, With an you, audience. You would have had an entire crowd, even <laughs> 20 people in your ear. Shoot it. Shoot it. That, Four, may, have, that may have been terrible. <laughs> 427. <laughs> I, honestly, 427 off a bipod in the prone would have been preferable to. With a, with from where audience? your truck is right now is 427. Yeah, and you could have even taken a hundred yards off of that if and you went were, down. And there were ten the other out there. Yeah. Well, I'm glad I didn't shoot him. Yeah, me too, for no particular reason. Yeah, we'll talk about that on the next episode of the Hunt with D podcast. And then we went to the glassing pad, and it was a bit chilly. It was very cold, a yep. south of Peru, if you will. <laughs> yeah. So Garrett and Cole, we only had one one vehicle. So Garrett and Cole went over the rock. It's a geography <laughs> joke for you, Tishon. <laughs> and uh. We Camera went to guy the got glass. the giggle shits right there. <laughs> <laughs> Carter's dad jokes. Makes me happy. <laughs> so we went to the glassing pad. We were supposed to meet back down the hill at like 5.30 for, to get picked up. But uh, pretty quickly, Carter and I found elk. So we, we never left. And Garrett and Cole ended up meeting us up there. And Garrett had a spotting scope. So we spent, well, I spent an hour up there watching this herd. But we found them. What do you think? You found that first cow. I was still setting up my. Well, yes, I'm. I'm very good on the glass. We know this. Yeah, but <laughs> John's not bad at it. <laughs> um, and then I came over. to You were like, get over here. Went over there, and they knew. They just started popping. Ended up being close to twenty, right? Twenty-five and total. Four to five bulls in there, and they were. Man, they couldn't have been more than three hundred yards from where we had dropped in the day prior, um, and gotten out. So we came down the mountain, hit our elevation bench, and we went right, which was west. Um, and it was the same they were, elevation. They were just east. Even after the weather. Yes. They had not moved down like everybody keeps saying they're going to move down. And in and fact, in f- <laughs> <laughs> after we found this herd, they walked straight, straight up, up the, the sand cliff <laughs> and up another 100, 100 feet in elevation. No big deal. Not to mention on this, was that BBB concave or convex? Concave. Mm-hmm. Concave sand slide. 
Yeah. Two bulls were fighting. Dude, that was epic. I, it's, it's, I mean, it was literally like, I, I can't, you can't describe it. it was How so do you? Cool. Garrett has a sweet video. We'll drop it. It's like mountain goats, you know? Yeah, I texted them as soon as we, st- they just started popping. I had those 12 buys. And they weren't too far away for that. And I was just, we were just counting them out. We were like, one, two, three, four. And then before you knew it, we were at 18. Yeah. And then Garrett, and after not seeing Garrett dropped the spotting scope and we're like, yeah, we think there's two or three bulls in there. And he's like, yo, there's at least six. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And he might have been exaggerating, but he but said it was like a lot. He well, said we, he thinks there might have been eight. Yeah. I mean, we ro- for sure saw six if you count spikes. Yeah. And, and regardless, it was exciting. It was awesome. And we watched them for an well, hour and a half. We know we're gonna, they're going to be next year. Yeah, right next to the pin that Ryan never gave us. It says sit for rifle. Yeah. Did you see that yesterday? No. If yeah. Ryan, right above Ryan, Ryan I hope you listen to this really? shit. <laughs> yeah, because we're, we're we're on his Onyx, and John's talking him on to where it was, and literally exactly and go, what you oh, guys dude, saw. They're right here on like this last pin. night at dinner? Yes. Yeah. I'm like, they're right here on this pin, and I click on it, and it says sit for rifle. Pinned November, what did he say? November 10th, 2022. I was like, dude, why didn't you share this with us four days ago? Dude, and did you realize where you guys saw him? We were 600 meters on the other side of that point the day before. I think I, I think closer. I mean, I can measure it right now, but it was... It, I, but it, like, if we had come on the Close. same elevation, we would have been over top but of But dude, them. that's the crazy thing about this. We never knew that even existed. You can't see it from up there. No. Well, and that's, I think that that's a good point. Like the ribeye. <laughs> the ribeye. You that's can't what? see the ribeye from the glassy pad. No. Where those cows were. The was that Onyx, John? I was trying to get on Onyx, but <laughs> Instagram just got me good. <laughs> fucking ADD over here. But yeah, I mean, the difference between the topo is just unbelievable. And, and I, I think that now that's something that we should have considered before we dropped is like if you're on on that that uh that elevation Elevation is to just walk check and check check some pockets before you drop i know woof dude but i mean yeah if you see them the night before like to me it made sense that they would drop because of that weather coming in but they went fucking up (laughs) dude they don't give a shit no. Well, and like we we consider this bad weather, but it's not even that cold right now. It's gonna get real cold tonight. Right. It's just a lot of wet snow. It has not been cold. No. We were dripping sweat today. Yeah. And a foot and a half of snow. Yeah. But yeah, that kind of wraps up that. I mean, that was an awesome way to end the evening because I was I was a little bit frustrated because there was that deer that I you know missed an opportunity on. Tim came down. There's this 160-inch buck that they've been seeing up above camp. And he's like, oh, I, s- I saw the big one. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I should have been with Tim today. So it was just like a – and then you guys came back. We're like, we saw bulls. I was like, all right, we're back in it. We're back. We're fucking back, boys. So, yeah, it, it's good because it, it, like, it was fun the at the end of it when we were done, when we finished the 11-mile day. But to put in that much work when you – you know the guys were on bulls the night the day before to not find anything. You're like, what the hell? All the sign we saw didn't see anything. You know, so yeah, I think I think there was definitely some good lessons learned on how to hunt them in this like steep high country, especially during fourth rifle with the winter. 
and we, we probably overplay how much the weather affects them because they live in this, you know. And until the temperature really stops dropping and then everything freezes and they don't have any water and there's no food, they're gonna they can hold up in this snow clearly. Yep. Yeah. And then the decision becomes, do we go back up that beast to go chase him again? That but who knows? That was a decision. Yeah, but who knows, right? Um, I mean, that, that was the plan that we came up with. And it snowed a while. I don't know. If, are we saving this story for? Yeah. Like, we'll tell it next next time what the what the last day looked like. I mean, we got we, we we don't even have the full story. Yeah, that's Garrett, true. Garrett's, Garrett's still, still on the struggle bus. That's true. That's why we can't even start it yet. We might have to just put these together because this is a short one, though. So, Cola work is producer magic. Yeah. So we had some real decisions to make on what the hell we were going to do for my last day hunting for sure. We're about to leave. And if we want to get back up there to get on them in the morning, we'd have to leave at 2 or 3 in the morning. It's yep. it's such a time and hike commitment. Up in the dark. Yeah, it's such a time commitment with snow coming to do in. any of this. And, and then the And then like getting there, you got to get to the spot which could take a couple hours. You then got to locate the bulls, which could take another couple hours. Which is even harder on their own elevation line. Yes, much harder. It's way harder. And then you find them. Then you got to get into a shot distance, which in this thick shit is very difficult. Yep. Then you have to make a shot. Then you got to fucking start quartering and getting that thing out of there. And there's no good way to come off any no. of this. It's all terrible. Yeah, I think it's safe to assume that is without a doubt, the most difficult part of the eight steps you just mentioned. <laughs> and we didn't have to, and we didn't even encounter that so far on this trip. It's, so like, you it's, know, like that's when like it actually starts. Yeah. I think that's something we've mentioned it a couple of times. Like you don't worry about like, what are you going to do? Not shoot an elk because it's in a bad spot. You have to no, not, because if it. you think about it, you will just talk <laughs> yourself into yeah. not shooting an elk. Absolutely. No like, point even going up the mountain. No, yeah. yeah might as well just Because there's, there's, Short of like shooting it at the bo- bottom of the from the glassing pad, there's no good place to shoot them. Even the other glassing point, the rock, it's a 600 yard shot to the bottom, which is doable on an elk. That would be awful. But the only way to do it is to drop down 1,200, six, six, 800 feet straight down, quarter it, and then drop down, an- yeah, another thousand foot of yeah. sh- almost sheer vert. Two miles. That's, Ryan said they did that. Yeah, that's what Ryan and Josh did. As it, opposed to going up 600. Yeah. They went they, down that's how bad miles. it is. They yeah. went, went down, down two, two miles. miles. Yeah. Yep. It's stupid. It's gnarly yeah. country. Because you tell me up six up 600 miles or up 600 yards, I'm like, dude, I'll do that. I'll do 10 trips by myself. That's no yeah. problem. Until <laughs> you, you look it. at it. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> Precipice. For sure. You need a 600-foot winch. <laughs> <laughs> Run that winch cable all the way down to the bottom. <laughs> Be a lot of toe straps. Yep. But yeah, I think that kind of wraps us up. I'm tired. I'm smoked. This cumulative effect of this trip. I woke up this morning fired up, ready to go. But we've had a day. We'll talk about that later. But I'm smoked. Yeah. Close this out, John. What do you got? You tired, John? Man, yeah. It's... Drink some water before you get here. Altitude got to him a little bit. <clears throat> I didn't even drink either. 
I drank one day, 96 hours before we got here. Alcohol, I'm talking about. Oh, I was like, you should probably drink water, buddy. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, uh, I was trying to prepare, and this, this shit will get you. And we can talk more about that when we talk about what, like, today, but it's, I think we talked about it a little bit yesterday, but you're coming from way lower elevations. Like, we're living right now at 7,500 feet. We've been hunting from 98, you know, mid range in the mid eights. Carter and I dropped down into the sixes today, which was, we still had to climb somehow. Uh, <laughs> you got to go this up. This is ridiculous. You got to go up to come down. Um, <laughs> it's literally uphill both ways. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but really, like, paying attention and listening to yourself and hydrating and prepping and doing what you can and then just not overexerting yourself. Because, like, John is a very fit guy and he wants to go, go, go. But like you affect like the cumulative effects of the the altitude, you just can't. There's no there's no training for it. Like you can't cheat the mountain, pilgrim. Yeah, the immortal words of Bear Claw, Chris Lap. There you go, Jeremiah Johnson. Go watch it. But yeah, it's brutal. It's really brutal up here, and there's no training for altitude. Like it's your body's getting less oxygen than it's used to. And there's a lot of bad side effects with that and it can get bad quick. So like knowing your body, paying attention to it's really important. But yeah, that's all we got. It's not to say don't do it. Oh, hundred percent. You should do it. Just yeah. pace yourself. Yeah. I mean, it's last, a marathon. The last four days have been, I mean, pretty horrible really, if we're <laughs> being honest, but like, I don't regret it. You know? Yeah. That was awesome. It's the most fun you never want to have again until, until next, next season. Next season. Yeah. yeah. I'll be back. I guess I will, too. (sighs) (laughs) Ask me in a week. (laughs) That's what I kept looking back at Carter. Like, we're sitting on the edge of this cliff. We're all tired. He's clearly, his anxiety is through the roof because he is feet from the edge of it because there's nowhere else to sit but the very peak of this ridge. And I was like, you know, in a month, we're going to look back very fondly on this. (laughs) It'll be fun in a week. It was already fun. Yeah. Ready to do it again. Yeah. Maybe in a week. Yeah, in a week. Okay. Give me a week. Hell yeah. Cool. Well, that, that wraps us up. You got anything? No, nah, man. Listeners, appreciate the hell out of you guys. Thanks. Thanks.